Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. All right, and so welcome to What the Fox. Today we are with Chantrice Parks, and she is a California certified marriage therapist counselor, as well as a coach for women who are, we're going to let her describe it because it's a lot longer than what I jotted down. So welcome, <laughs> Chantrice, and go ahead and tell us about yourself. Thanks so much, Erin, uh, for having me. Uh, so as you mentioned, a uh, licensed California marriage and family therapist, uh, and also a women's relationship coach. Uh, and my focus in the work that I do with women is helping them to overcome past attachment traumas and attachment wounds to be able to show up and be their most authentic self in their current right fit relationship, their right fit life, uh, their right fit job, whatever it is that they're looking uh, to do to really just kind of make their mark in the world. And so with, for somebody who doesn't know a term of attachment relationship, um, how would you define that? Uh, so I would define attachment trauma specifically as uh, any events in childhood or in a, you know adolescence adulthood that occur in the context of a relationship that are potentially traumatizing, such as um, verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, uh, abandonment, rejection, uh, kind of sudden uh, you know loss of relationship either through death or someone kind of opting out of a relationship without maybe giving any notice or, or any perspective that that was uh, going to be kind of coming down the road. All of those things uh, can produce wounds in us as human beings, but we're very adaptive. And so sometimes we can have those types of experiences and not have kind of the, the trauma that lingers or the symptoms that linger, such as uh, finding yourself being really avoidant of relationships finding yourself being easily triggered by things that someone says or does and having a really big emotional response or reaction to things that seem really small. Um, finding yourself having nightmares or intrusive flashbacks about things that have happened in the past. Um, those types of symptoms, when they linger after one of those kind of potentially traumatizing experiences that I mentioned, um, usually indicate that there's an attachment trauma as opposed to just a negative attachment experience. So when somebody talks about that they've got barriers put up um, to where they're not able to make that genuine relationship with somebody, then that's something that you might be able to help them work through. Exactly. Yeah. That would usually be, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, and I know I've heard girlfriends who talk about like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, he might be the one, but I've just got these walls up, like have difficulty letting people in, or they might have difficulty building friendships or relationships with other women uh, because maybe they've been betrayed in such a way that they find it difficult to trust people and to kind of open themselves up and be vulnerable. And so when I talk about helping women to become their most authentic selves or to show up more authentically, it's really just being congruent and saying the person that I want to be in a relationship, the person I want to be on my job, the person I want to be in my family is the person that I am. And, and the things that would stop me from being that person are now no longer blocking me. Right. And so with that, um, you do actually group coaching with that. So it's not mm -hmm. a one-on-one -on -one coaching. 
Yes. And so if they needed one-on-one -on -one coaching, they definitely would need to reach out to somebody that might be local to them or somebody else and stuff that might be. But if they're ready for a group coaching, ready to talk about their past and some of the experiences that they've been through, how have you um, seen that evolve? What kind of transformations and stuff have you actually seen? That's a great question, Sharon. Um, we actually just launched my online course, Women Who Heal, uh, a couple months ago. And so we've had the first cohort of women come through that. And we have the second cohort starting in a couple weeks. Um, and so for the first women who came through that, uh, the outcomes are really amazing <laughs> in that I had the expectation that these women were going to come through. They're going to you know, identify their attachment traumas through kind of my mapping process. We were going to reprocess those traumas. And on the other side of it, they were going to be kind of more aligned and show up and be more empowered in relationship. And what they experienced was so much more than that. Um, I'm a strong believer in community, uh, especially when you're trying to go through any sort of transformation or growth process, that having people there that are like-minded, that are kind of encouraging you, but also doing the same work uh, can be so powerful and kind of really, um, I guess, revving up that work. And so for these women, they had the opportunity to kind of create this community um, as they were co-healing together. And it's actually continued beyond the course. So when I created the course, I wanted, you know, there to be at least, you know, some sort of Facebook community element where women could, you know, still reach out and connect and kind of just kind of stay in one another's bubble in some way. They have decided to continue weekly and biweekly meetings <laughs> to be able to continue the journey and, and to um, continue to grow together beyond this. And so that to me was really huge. The fact that they felt safe enough in this experience, they felt connected enough to one another that they really like longed to continue the relationships beyond our six week course. Um, in addition to that, uh, you know, a couple of the women were coming in having some specific family of origin woundings where, you know, mom or dad were not kind of psychologically, emotionally in a place to show up and parent in a way that was either helpful or healthy for their kiddos. And for these young women, um, they were able to identify specific aspects of childhood that were really problematic and to go back and reprocess those things. And so by reprocess, I just mean that they had thoughts and beliefs about themselves that were generated from that negative experience. And they were able to replace those thoughts and beliefs with beliefs that are more positive or adaptive and help them to experience themselves differently. And so they then took those kind of reprocessed beliefs into current relationships. So they're actually able to show up differently with their partners as a result of working through those family of origin issues. Um, that and uh, another woman in the course, uh, was able to kind of make some really bold career decisions uh, because once she was no longer blocked by those attachment things that were kind of causing her to doubt herself and, and kind of place herself in this, you know, box and not live out her full potential, she actually had the courage to kind of step out and, and really um, pursue some dreams, you know, that she had been kind of keeping on the back burner for a time. So to be able to see these women come through that in a period of six weeks to me was just like humbling and, and such a privilege. And so I would say that overall the biggest outcome or the biggest kind of transformative piece that happened was that these women who were lacking faith in their ability to heal experienced the healing and now are continuing their personal growth journeys. That is amazing. So a couple of things that you noted and stuff throughout that um, it was being able to actually be with like-minded people, people who've been through 
some of the same things that you're going through and how vital that is to your growth and to being able to understand for your acceptance, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I know that that happened with me with finding just even entrepreneur groups on Facebook and knowing that I wasn't the only person out there that wanted to start a business from home or that wanted to be able to do things that weren't the norm. Um, and so that was huge and stuff. And then the part that you're talking about of reprogramming your thoughts, um, we work a lot with that and stuff on mindset mm -hmm. and being able to understand that every circumstance that occurs then you have a thought regarding that circumstance. The circumstance yes. itself is your truth. And then you have a thought that recurs from that. And then there ends up being beliefs and stuff and feelings. And then that turns into actions and your actions turn into results. And by going back up and thinking, okay, well, this circumstance occurred. What thought do I want to have regarding that circumstance? And then start reprogramming your mind to being able to have that thought so that you can start changing the result at the end and stuff, because it is possible it is very doable yes. <laughs> and there's been lots of people that have talked about you know how to do that and so that's amazing that you're able to help guide them through that process as well yeah i think it's mindset is everything um from entrepreneurship to kind of personal growth in every area of life um and i think for a lot of people who have experienced um attachment trauma throughout kind of childhood early adolescence into early adulthood they find that having a mindset, a growth oriented mindset is harder to do. It's, it's harder to picture yourself achieving things when the messages that you received from, you know, secure, what, what were supposed to be secure relationships um, as a young person were that you were not worthy. You're not good enough. Your feelings don't matter. You don't matter when that's the message the kind of pervasive message that is handed to you either overtly or covertly by the people who are supposed to be your caregivers, um, it is harder to see that, yes, I, I do have the capacity to grow and I do have the capacity to achieve and, and to generate results from the things that I do. I can be effective as a person. And so I think that's part of the reason why this is such a passion of mine, because I recognized even in myself, the work that I had to do to be able to step into a growth mindset was so much harder uh, because of experiences that I had in relationship where I was very like extremely limited and, and really kind of placed in the space where I was made to feel as though I couldn't be capable and I couldn't achieve and I couldn't accomplish. And so having had the opportunity to kind of reprogram, as you said, those thoughts and to be able to step into a place where that's not my reality anymore, it's amazing to see what's happened in my own life. And so it was really important to me to kind of take not just my personal experiences, but also the science behind how we reprogram our thoughts and, and also the science behind trauma recovery and, and how we help people to overcome those experiences and to be able to blend them together in a way to where women could get like these really amazing results in, in a really relatively short amount of time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it does require work. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. just happen Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. And, um, and it doesn't mean that it's, completely well either like I mean I know I've done a lot of work and stuff on my own stuff and things that I've had in that have happened in the past and occasionally it does still creep back up and you have to remind yourself that's not me anymore I'm not believing that anymore I believe this instead and you kind of just really have to continue that process and it does get easier just like you know certain things get easier and stuff the more you do them 
Um, right. But it definitely does take practice and takes a repetitive type thing. I know my um, actual mindset coach mentioned writing out sentences for my thoughts mm -hmm. and what I wanted to actually think and stuff about things. And those sentences, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh yeah, whatever and stuff. <laughs> but I did it. I wrote down my page worth of sentence and my mindset completely changed. It mm -hmm. was just amazing that mm -hmm. I'm like, well, of course people want to work with me. Well, of course people find me valuable and knowledgeable and a pleasure to be around. Like yeah. I can actually say these words that I wrote down so many times when normally I'd have to go, okay, what was that again? Like it just <laughs> <into> memory. <laughs> yes. So yes. There's a lot of work that has to be done, but I think, working with other people and stuff and trying to admit that you need help. Mm. Um, that might be a little challenging for people. Mm -hmm. um, so if a person has been through past experiences, maybe they don't have the best relationship and stuff, mm -hmm. but they don't know that that's really what is the cause. Right. At what point would the person want to reach out to you and go, I don't know if this is really it. Mm -hmm. I've had things that have happened but I can't identify that this is the reason why. Um, when would mm -hmm. they reach out to you to say, hey, can you help me? Is this something we could help, you know, or is this something that I would need to go someplace else? Uh, very good question. I would say um, for most women uh, who would be kind of appropriate for my course, they, you know, maybe kind of friends with me on Facebook or following me on Instagram and see something that I post that resonates for them and they'll kind of, you know, send a direct message as a result of that. Um, I try as much as possible to post things that are relevant to the work that I do in my coaching so that it does attract women who would be a good fit. Um, but beyond that, I also schedule what I call clarity calls and it's just a free, you know, 15 to 30 minute chat <laughs> where I will talk with someone and they can give me a little bit of a, a backstory about what it is that they're looking to accomplish. And I can identify whether or not the course is the right fit for them. Of course, because I'm also, you know, a licensed therapist and, and can help people individually, I have the ability to identify, well, maybe what you're going through right now would be most appropriate to work with someone individually. And then after you've reached a point where you have a little bit of kind of psychological, emotional, like healing growth under your belt, that would be a better time to immerse yourself in this group experience, right? Where you're also building the community. And so... I like to give women a chance to share a little bit of their story. Um, and I prefer to do it, you know, via Zoom or phone call. So that way we can just at least touch on uh, what might be appropriate if not the course, um, if it's not the right time for them. And so that way they're not just sitting there kind of not knowing, you know, I don't know if it's this, but I also don't know what else it could be um, that would be helpful. So just, you know, reaching out, um, I'm happy to schedule that time to talk and, and to see whether or not the course is the right fit or if, you know, maybe something individualized or maybe a different type of coaching even. Um, as you mentioned, kind of working with a mindset coach, sometimes if someone's reaching out and their, the way their attachment trauma is showing up is, is more affecting kind of their business and, and how they're moving forward with that, they could potentially be a good candidate for the course, or maybe they would benefit from another type of coaching like mindset coaching. Right. 
So um, if the person happens to be in California, though, then they might still be able to work with you one-on-one, uh, -on -one, but you also do, it's more of a couple's relationship type counseling, whatever it comes yes. to. Yes. Right? Yeah. A lot of the, the uh, folks that I work with for counseling, I w work with more um, couples and individuals. I'm affiliated with an organization called Couples Learn. And so partnered with them. So I provide a uh, kind of couples therapy predominantly through them, but also work with individuals there. And so if an individual is in California and they wanted to schedule um, a session with me or start off with a consultation, just like I do uh, with the course, they have the opportunity to book a free consultation. We can talk about uh, what their issues are, what they're looking to accomplish. And I can you know, determine whether or not therapy would be a good fit for them as long as they go through coupleslearn.com. Okay. And not as a licensed therapist for California, because I know that with people listening from all around, yes. um, my last question to you, and then I will actually let you give a last thought too, but <laughs> what are some tips for the best relationship? I would say uh, tips for the best relationship are uh, approach conversations with the intent to understand. <laughs> And the intent to understand should supersede uh, the intent to respond or the intent to speak. And the way that that typically looks for <laughs> My couples. My tells me all the time, it's like, did you really? <laughs> <laughs> I, that is the, one of the biggest issues. Um, I would say nine out of 10 consultation calls with couples, they tell me that they need help with communication. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, when we break that down, we find that the help with communication is really, I need to be able to be in a dialogue with my partner, even if it's conflict ridden and still feel seen and heard and valued. And oftentimes that doesn't happen because we're in the dialogue formulating our response <laughs> before we actually listen and hear and understand what our partner is communicating. I so I would say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I'm sitting there listening to it and it's like, I know what I want to say. And he's like, but I'm not done talking. So how do you already know what you want to say? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you've got that mind going where you think you know what you want to say, but it may not mm -hmm. actually be because if you're truly listening, you don't formulate that response first. Exactly. And I find that when couples are able to kind of put their thoughts in a container and really listen first that actually helps to deescalate a lot of conflict because instead of responding to what you think you heard, you're more likely to respond to what you actually heard. Yeah. And luckily he's very forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Forgiveness also a really important uh, yeah. quality in a successful relationship. I think communication is so super important in a relationship and being honest and stuff with each other. But that yeah. communication really does require a lot of listening, not just yes. Um, and so making sure that you have the, your good listening ears on mm -hmm. that you tell your kids to have right <laughs> all throughout time, um, because those listening ears definitely help build that relationship. Absolutely. So as a final word for our listeners, um, what would you like to leave? We will actually have all your links and stuff in the description. So you awesome. don't have to worry about actually sending them to certain places. Um, but just as a final note. Uh, I would say um, for a final note, I'd love to communicate that for any listeners who have experienced attachment trauma and feel that, you know, because of what I've experienced, 
there's something wrong with me or I'm broken or I can't be in a successful relationship. I can't be happy. Um, that all of those things are not true and that healing is possible. Transformation is possible that as human beings, we are resilient, we are adaptable and that it is possible to overcome even the most horrific circumstances. Um, just identify that there are resources that are available, whether it be kind of working with someone individually or reaching out to a group, a support group on Facebook, you know, to find like-minded individuals, finding kind of a, a group for healing, something like my course or other types of support groups. Just don't sit in isolation thinking that there's something wrong with you when truly you, you can be better. You can experience freedom. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I really had to let myself be okay with is there is no shame yeah. in what happened to me yes. because it happened to me. It doesn't make it who I am. Absolutely. And, and so knowing that there are other people out there, there are other people that have experienced it. Everybody's unique and everybody's going to have different experiences, but yes. there are other people that are out there that can help guide people through um, what they've been through and be able to help you get to the other side to where you can be that confident individual showing up, doing the things that you love and doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. So, well, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, you're so welcome, Sharon. Thanks for having me.